This episode of First Encounter contains spoilers for the video game Final Fantasy VII. If you've not played this game, first off, what are you doing? Don't be like me. And second, go play it instead of listening to us. If you'd like to follow along, listen to the end of the episode for where we play to next, as well as how you can get in touch with us. We would also like to take a second to say that we are in no way affiliated with Square. We're just a couple of guys trying to have fun with a cool video game. We don't need to hurt anymore. It's chill. (laughs) Just uh, take a seat back. Let's calm down. It's going to be all right. Do you have protect on anyone? No. Mm-mm. What happened to protect? Got stolen. If I remember right. Fuck. Yeah. That would have been really helpful. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> what a what a treat. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome to the First Encounter Podcast. How you doing, pal? Doing okay. You want to do one, two, three? I would love to. One, two, three. Ah, oh, that was actually really satisfying. Mm. Let me take a little sippy sip here. So we're, uh, you want to tell the listeners what we're drinking today? I'd, I'd love to, Chris. This is actually uh, your choice today. Uh, so I am drinking the Madonna Double IPA from Zero Gravity. Uh, Burlington Brewer here in Vermont. Um, delightful. Uh, one of the, the best uh, in the state, I'd say, which is... A pretty uh, aggressive statement to make, considering how goddamn many breweries there are. But um, so many good breweries there are. Yeah, this is this is a really good one, and this is uh, this is my second favorite beer from them. We haven't. I don't think we've drank my favorite beer on the podcast before, which is the Conehead IPA. Oh, uh, Conehead's really good. Zero Gravity is my personal favorite brewery. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, is this your favorite beer? It it's definitely top three. Yeah. Um, I love the can I, design. I, yeah, it's really good. I like everything that they've put out so far. It's really good. Uh, this is a 8%. Oh, uh, is it? Yeah. Because we passed up a different 8% because it was an 8%. Yeah, but then you were like, oh, I like the Madonna. So I was like, okay. Well, here's the thing about 8%. I can handle 1%. Gently. Um, I can handle 1%. Yes. Past that, we're getting into troubled waters. Yes. Um. So this is 8 times troubled waters, which I'm pretty sure is a hurricane at this point. I live in troubled waters. So, welcome Which, back to the First Encounter Podcast. Going to talk right over you there, but That's fine. This is great. Can't wait to edit that later. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. Um, so, we played... We continued our journey through Final Fantasy VII, the hit sequel God to the popular it. Final Fantasy VII anime, Last Order. Oh, I'm so mad about that. So, the reason Chris brought up Last Order is because I was looking up Final Fantasy animes. Which... What have I told you about looking up anything so, related to Final Fantasy? Okay, I like Final Fantasy now, and I want to do more with it that's not outside the 7 realm. Do you know how long it's going to be until we finish this game? You waited 20 years. Ugh. I think you can wait a couple more. <laughs> a couple more years? A couple years? more when we finish this popular hit series, First Encounter. So I was looking up anime yesterday uh, while I was editing, and then I was looking up specifically Final Fantasy anime, because I was like, that's going to be relatively safe. Like, I'm just looking up titles. Uh, and I saw one called Final Fantasy Last Order. Yep. Uh, and I, I messaged Chris. So I was like, hey, have you ever heard of this? And he was just like, no, no, big spoilers. Do not, do not, don't, don't touch it. Yeah. Um, so I immediately put it on my Plex server and started watching it. Obviously. Just kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, no, uh, I believe we picked up heading out of Cosmo Canyon. Is that correct? That's correct. All right. Well, why don't you take us away? So we journeyed across the plains, through the forests and over the rivers it was like a river and like maybe like two spits of grass. It's really yeah. close. There are a couple encounters. And then we came across a familiar town. So 
I was not expecting to go back to Nibelheim right now. Um, I don't know that I was ever expecting to go back there. Definitely wasn't going back there and expecting it as it was when we found it, if that makes any sense. Um, so we roll up into Nibelheim, and one thing is very strange right off the bat. It's not burned to the fucking ground. Oh, I don't think I've been here. Oh, you don't think so? Oh. What? Oh, wait, is this Nibelheim? Yeah. Oh, no. This was all burned down, wasn't it? I thought so. Then why? My house is still here, too. The hell's going on? This a dream or something? I'm not lying. I remember the intense heat of the flames. Ooh, I, I smell a little bit of a gaslighting going on here, Christopher. Mm. I'm going to go in here. Wait, there's like people here, too. Yeah. The fuck's up with that? In addition to not being burned down, uh, there's it's a fully populated running town full of people who seemingly have lives and who swear up and down that they've been there their whole lives. This town was supposed to have been burnt down five years ago. What the hell is going on? Sir, don't say such awful things. I was born and raised in this town. What you say never happened. Oh, we're getting real gaslighty. <laughs> if you're going to talk like that, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. Hi, welcome. <laughs> nice town, huh? We've been in business here for a long time. You're lying. Do you have anything to do with this town? How about being born and raised here? I was here until I was 14 and I don't remember you. It's not nice to lie. What the fuck is happening here, Christopher? You can ask everyone what's your story, basically. And they all feed you seemingly lies about how they've lived there their whole lives. It's a prosperous little town. They love the Shinra there. Everything's perfect. Um, and it's just a mess of a town. You want to pick it up from there, Chris? Yeah. Well, there was another uh, group of travelers that was in the town, appearing in black cloaks and being very mysterious and hunched over. Travelers is a strong word. They were uh, they're on their way to a reunion. So... We finally start meeting some men in black cloaks with numbers on their hands, tattooed. I think we got four through 12 uh, throughout the uh, the village. So there was a lot of them just hunched over in corners, hiding behind barrels, just doing all sorts of stuff. Cool thing is they give you a lot of items. Yeah, they're pretty cool about it. Um, but they say some weird stuff that's not super Gucci. Is it tattoo number six? Mm, he has something. Oh, there's... Receive Lux Source. Must go to reunion. Oh, Chris, we're getting some good good today. Yeah. Another person in a black cloak, eh? He has a tattoo hey. of the number 12. Hey, hey. Huh. He has a tattoo of the number 12. Hmm? He has something. Received elixir. Uh-oh. Can you hear the voice of Sephiroth? Must get it and bring to Sephiroth. And become one with Sephiroth. I don't like that. This guy's number five. Hmm. Hmm. Also, they stopped giving me presents. Not really <laughs> sure I agree with that. They all said something to the effect of, must find Sephiroth, must go to the reunion. Are you going to the reunion? And it was all like dragged out. Really messy. They, they all said something to that effect, gave you items. It was weird. They didn't seem to be well. No, no, definitely not. Um, not a ton actually happens in town, aside from getting items um, and figuring out that everything is weird. We did check out Tifa's house as well. Um, there was uh, That was populated by um guys. I'm calling them um guys now. That was, Canonically, they are now um guys. Yeah, that was populated by black cloaked figures uh, with numbers on their hand. And uh, her house had been 
basically replaced with uh like her whole room looked the same but it had like different stuff in it was there a letter on the desk in her house that yes, there was, was uh that was what it described um the operation that was happening there right received platinum fisting yeah excuse me platinum fist where are you great sephiroth piano's still there oh i'm gonna go i gotta go jam? play you're gonna yeah. jam on that i realized that i went the wrong way the letter is here and everything but i can't read it either oh oh here we go here we go periodic report to professor hojo one clone activity report unfortunately no clones have left this town this quarter as previously reported the clones seem to be sensing something but all they say is reunion or sephiroth and show no other signs of activity two confidentiality report a total of eight people have visited this town this quarter. Fortunately, none knew about the incident five years ago. Therefore, no one knows this town was restored exactly as it was five years ago. Our staff, disguised as townspeople, have improved their acting skills, and we do not report any problems at this time. That is all. Fuck. Sounds like you fucking nailed it. Yeah, I got pretty close. Yeah, you called that. Who are they clones of, though? We still don't know. Seemingly Sephiroth, but... Yo... Yo. This is fucking tight. I really like the idea that there's like a theater troupe division of Shinra Inc. 100%. Yes. <laughs> it's really good. I want to go to school, get my drama degree, and join Shinra Inc. as a uh, person living in Cloud's house number four. Yes, please. <laughs> please. So this is where I was like, oh, okay, I see what's going on here. This is what they call a cover-up in the biz. <laughs> this is what the kids call a cover-up. <laughs> no, I'm saying... Um, so yeah, we get the kind of, oh, like everything's bad <laughs> um, letter. At that point, there's kind of two options left to go to. We can either go to the mansion or we can go up to Mount Nibble. Yeah. and one Someone the- told us that Sephiroth was in the mansion. Yeah, one of the black cloaked figures. Right. I was trying to remember who it was. I thought it was a, a, one of the black cloaked figures said that Sephiroth was skulking around the mansion. As he is wont to do. He, I mean, yes. <laughs> History tells us yes. <laughs> we uh, decide to roll up to the mansion and uh, have ourselves a real mansion of a time and start exploring. We found yet another goddamn letter. <laughs> I must get rid of those that stand in the way of my research, even that one from the Turks. I scientifically altered him and put him to sleep in the basement. If you want to find him, search the area. But this is merely a game I thought of. It is not necessary for you to participate if you don't want to. Do you want to play a game? Usually. Move the dial on that safe carefully but quickly. You have 20 seconds. You cannot go past the numbers while turning. The four hints for the numbers are. It's right, dial one. Dial one. The lid of the box with the most oxygen. And it just is vague clues about how to find the combination on a safe on the second floor. So, uh, spoiler for the rest of this episode, I didn't get the fucking, I didn't get past the safe yet. <laughs> it's, it's on my to-do list, okay, listener? It's on my to-dos. What else is on your to-do list? Uh, go back to Midgar, find the megaphone. <laughs> Figure out the rest of um guy's shit, which I think I can probably next time I'm in Midgar, I can probably go talk to um guy and have a little bit more of a conversation with him now that I know where he is. But again, we'll get there. Um, go back to Junon Harbor, go to the underwater Mako reactor. Mm. Um, oh, and find the jogger and the ninja. <laughs> jogger and ninja. Yeah. So, um, Jugger and Ninja, if you're listening, uh, hit us up info <laughs> at spillpotion.com. Um, so yeah, we uh followed the clues on the uh on the letter. It'll be interesting to see what the uh 
random encounters around here. Well, I regret it. Yeah. What is that? What? You tell me, buddy. Um, it seems to be a man swinging from an anchor. Excuse me, Fabio. Is it? It, it definitely looks like Fabio. Oh, those are really cool. Aren't they? They're little like pumpkins with like. Uh, I. They look like badminton things, kind of. Yeah, these things pumpkins. are a pain in the ass, though. Oh, fun. What? <laughs> are we just spinning? Fantastic. We had a lot of enemy encounters in this area. So goddamn many. We got guy hanging from the ceiling with a blade as his dick. Love that guy. We got fucking scales who switch from oh, yeah, magic yeah, yeah. to physical resistance. What a nightmare. We got fucking pumpkin heads. Yeah, yeah. Those are nasty. Oh, and the mirrors. Got mirrors, which we can attribute the first death to. What a treat. Speaking of, Chris. Did anything special happen this episode that you want to tell the listeners about and where they can find more information about it? So we've been keeping track of how many times you've died in the game. Very few. Haven't had any trouble with any bosses. Correct. No other random encounters. Real good at this game. Yeah. Crushing it. I think everyone can attest to. I just dabbed. Chris is not okay. Excuse me while I collect myself. So if you go to firstencounterpodcast.com, you can check out the death count where we'll be keeping track of all of that. Love me a website plug. Yeah. I think we end it on five. Ooh. Oh, Tifa. Oh, sweet Tifa. What the fuck just happened to Tifa? Oh, you know what did happen? I'm not going to tell you. Oh, thanks. You missed it. Thanks, bud. You got it, man. Love you, too. Kisses. Hey, uh, do you think they're okay? Uh, I think we're going to be okay, Chris. I really do. Do you? Um... No! Game over! Death count three! That sucks though because I haven't saved in like forever. I don't think the deaths, I don't think any of the deaths really were poignant or stuck out. They were all just stupid shit and I was getting angry. First one was pretty fun. The just, mirrors? Yeah. Until well, I it, killed myself. Until it became the first of many. Yeah, I bolt alled two mirrors and it reversed the bolts all back to me and fucking twice and i just died a lot of game over screens uh i didn't actually uh i, I missed the times when i could say i've never seen the game over screen or i don't remember what it looks like it's burned into my damn retinas after after today what a nightmare so we, we got the clues we got to the safe we got the clues we got to the safe and uh, tried the combination a couple times but nothing seemed to be working so we ended up trying to go and figure out why Turns out there's actually a fourth number for the combination. So we went back to the note, read the uh, read the invisible fucking stupid line of ink on the note. What the hell? So we get the last digit, head back to the safe. We also had a nightmare opening the safe. I was trying to do it with the, um, the joystick because the D-pad doesn't work on my uh, PS4 controller, which I am going to purchase a PS1 USB controller if I can find one before anything else because I want to die. I've never seen you concentrate so much in this game. I failed. <laughs> you know how I feel about Sweaty. Times. I'm so sweaty. My hands are so sweaty and I have a fucking Joy-Con to do this with. This is a nightmare. How many tries does this usually take you? Listen, I mean, I don't even bother. I look up the numbers on the internet. And I use a fucking D-pad, and it's fine. It's just easy. It's fine. Easy as can be. It's um, the best fucking day of your life. This is a podcast. You're going to have to express yourself in uh, audio format, not just with your face. Shut the hell up. How about that? So how's the uh, how's the joystick? Really awful. Uh, love it. Really love it. You could probably do it with the keyboard, too. 
That might be easier, actually. Holy shit. Holy shit. Would you like me to do the joystick while you're doing the keypad? I will absolutely not. Would you like me to I want Patrick you to, Swayze you I from want behind? You, I want you to sit there and be beautiful because you keep making me go to 25 instead of 26. Why are these don't work perfectly? Why is that? Because the game is bad? How dare you? How dare you, sir? <laughs> I'm very upset if you can't tell. <laughs> we had a nightmare of a time. Finally realized I can use my keyboard to uh, the, the uh, directionals on my keyboard to get the numbers. It's still really wonky and it's really easy to go past a number. I think it's intentional so that it's hard to do. You also have to do it on a time limit. So it's 20 seconds. It took us probably 15 tries to get it. Finally opened it. Boy, did I wish I didn't. So the the safe swings open. You see a key inside of it and a materia falls out and rolls across the floor. It's red, which means I fucking want it because it's a summon. <laughs> and that triggers a battle. Chris, what is that enemy called? Lost number. What's the last number? 97. Holy shit. What a nightmare. That's, that's, that's boss music. That's boss music. Oh, hey, that, that's a cool guy. That's a thing. What's his name? Uh, I haven't seen yet, but I'm going to diamond dust him. This is the most invested I've been in any of your fights so far. Really? Yeah. Because I don't want our podcast to end in a rage quit. It might. I'm so upset. He just switched to uh, physical resistance and also Clev perished. I'm okay with that. Everyone's dead. Chris, stop. Please. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> this was the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. So this is a fucking nightmare of a boss battle. I tried it so many fucking times and died every time. Chris told me that I could move past it because it wasn't actually part of the story. And uh, we gave it one more go. Did really well in the last battle, mm -hmm. but did not win. So I decided that at this point, I don't think I'm strong enough to uh, to do this. So I'm going to hang my hat up and move on with my life for the time being. Uh, we got some good, good grinding in after that. And we're going to definitely come back. I'm going to take it. And I'm going to put that hat on my head and I'm going to wear it. Because I want to know what the, what the fuck is in there. I want to know the key. I want to know the summons. Like, what is all that shit? Especially if it's optional shit. That's cool. That usually means it's better. So explore the rest of the mansion, you know, pick up some treasure here and there. Not a ton happens aside from we decide to revisit the lab in the basement. And who is there? Oh, he's actually here. Sephiroth. Being here brings back memories. Are you going to participate in the reunion? I don't even know what a reunion is. Shit cloud. Genova will be at the reunion. Genova will join the reunion, becoming a calamity from the skies. Genova, a calamity from the skies? You mean she wasn't an ancient? Ah, I see. I don't think you have the right to participate. I will go north past Mount Nibble if you wish to. Now, then follow. So after that really odd conversation with Sephiroth, which uh, has just kind of reinforced what we talked about last episode, which was how Sephiroth and Cloud seemingly keep missing each other. Um, they don't really seem to remember as much about each other as they should, considering how close we've seen them in the past. I'm still on the Cloud has weird amnesia train from uh, getting his shit kicked in by Sephiroth, and Sephiroth is just 
on his high horse and just doesn't. He's too important to remember a cloud. But who knows, really, at this point? Like, it's so fucking weird. So we uh, he throws a materia at us, too. Um, destruct, which is pretty cool. He, uh, he sung Goku's away, and uh, we're left to explore the secret lab. So uh, we decide to go into the library first, I believe, and uh, start reading notes about the first two specimens. Escapee report number four, other. B's whereabouts is currently unknown, but pursuit is unnecessary due to his diminishing consciousness awaiting further instructions. B, B, Christopher, is the second letter of the alphabet, as in two. (laughs) As in, this might be um guy who has the two tattoo on his hand because he's diminishing consciousness and his whereabouts are currently unknown. Escapee report number three status. A, shot for resisting. B, escape during A's resistance. Fuck. Escapee report number two. Description at the time of capture. A, former member of soldier number redacted. No effect could be detected from either Mako radiation therapy or Genova on him. B, regular number. Reaction to Genova detected. Yikes. Yikes. So uh, some bad, real bad stuff happened in here, huh? They did some real bad things to, uh, to B. Um guy, if you um will. Um guy. Our boy. If you could see the look on my face right now, when we think back to our old friend um guy with his number two tattoo on him hand back in Midgar, oh boy, am I excited. I want to go back and talk to him right now. I might have jumped to some conclusions at this point, but I'm firmly believing that um guy is uh, part of these, what we find out by reading more notes in the lab, are clones of Sephiroth. I don't know why they were trying to clone him. I don't think we figured that out. Presumably because they think he was the greatest of all time, like member of Soldier, which is fair. The goat. Goat Sephiroth. Goat Sephiroth. Um, We also uh, went into the lab after that point, and we looked in two beakers in the lab. C, Project Specimen B, Codec. Or Code C, sorry. A scratch left by a fingernail inside the beaker. Let's get out of here. Don't like that. A scratch left by a fingernail inside the beaker. Feeding time. That's our chance. Feed me, Seymour. Yeah, definitely don't like that. Getting some real Feed Me Seymour vibes. <laughs> hmm. What a nightmare this little place is. Yeah. Let's head back upstairs, shall we? Don't like any of this. Gonna not right now. <laughs> don't need to do anything else there. Time to head past Mount Nibble. There is a locked door down here that we couldn't get into because of the safe note and the key that's in the safe. Pretty sure if I beat that monster, I'll get the key and the materia and be able to uh, unlock the door and see who's hiding in there. So we uh, skedaddled out of town, did a, a little save real quick before heading up to Mount Nibble, re-equipped and also reformed my party at this point. So decided that the dream team, if you will, was going to be uh, Cloud, Aerith, and Kateset. What a dream. What a dream. So uh, I decided that Chris was right and that no one gives Kate Sith a chance. So I'm going to I'm going to make Kate Sith great again. And uh, I brought him brought him into my little fold. And he's actually been a really pretty good party member so far. Very good at tanking because he seems to attract enemy hits a lot. And he has high HP so he can just kind of absorb hits. And then I can use Aerith to heal him while Cloud deals damage. So we went through uh, Mount Nibble. We crossed the bridge. Didn't fall this time. Did not fall. I was really mad that we actually had to walk through this area because I was expecting it to be exactly like the first time where I was like, walk, cutscene, the shortest of paths, and then, hey, look at that, you're in the reactor, yay! Did not happen. We actually had to walk through the whole fucking mountain complex, got some items, 
did some did some crimes against random encounters. Really nothing special until we get to basically back to the reactor. We walk into this, uh, the first industrial area you see, um, which is a whole series of pipe slides down to other areas of uh, of this like map. What is this, Chris? <laughs> so they're numbered. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. Okay. I'm just taking, I've learned to take note of things. <laughs> Even if it's not important now, in like 60 hours, it'll be like, in order for you to understand how to advance to the next level, you'll need to remember the order of the pipes in Mount Nibble. Why is this room here? This stupid empty room. Hey, Chris, shut up. <laughs> well, you know what I should have done was looked at where each of these fucking went, but we're just going to start. We're just going to fucking just One. start jumping in there. Nailed it. Did that just bring me to the bottom with no reason? Yeah. All right, so one sucks. <laughs> Solid takeaway. Put that down in the notes. Yes. Sorry, I'm trying to figure out which thing goes where. Excuse me. Where. Yes, and. Yes, and. I'm trying to figure out which one goes where. In this whole area, you can come into random encounters, and I got three times, four times, perhaps, a dragon. The dragon we watched Sephiroth kill in one, one fell swoop. Whoa! Okay, is that a dragon? Do you think I can turn it into a frog? It's worth a shot. Is it? I don't know. Oh, Kate Sith. He's coming back. Burned out too quickly. <laughs> he burned. <laughs> <You> okay. <laughs> the darkest stars burn out so bright. <laughs> so stupid. This is a pretty rare enemy. I was gonna. I was I literally just about to ask you. I was like, is this gonna be like a thing? Like just getting my shit stomped in by dragons? Right. Uh, they aren't too common. Oh no! <laughs> I guess these guys weren't as rare as I thought they were. <laughs> Chris, this is the rarest fucking creature in the game. You're uh, flying awfully close to the sun right there, my boy. Chris, why are you like this? <laughs> why does it get so many attacks before it... <laughs> Goodbye. <sighs> what a nightmare. What a treat. I fucking died again. Luckily, I just saved it like a few minutes before. There's also a visual boss. And what I mean by a visual boss is a boss that you can actually see from the map. Did pretty well, actually, um, especially because I'm coming off hot off of the uh, lost number boss battle and not doing so well there. So uh, I was feeling pretty good. It was it was a longer fight, but we did well. And uh, he also gave us an enemy skill. And that one's called Trine. Trine. And that is a basically lightning all um, enemy skill. And it's been really nice. That has replaced my go to of uh, Matra Missile. Um, Matra Magic. Excuse me, Matra Magic. I only say Just Matra. happens to be a missile. Yeah, it's, it's missiles. So, you know, magic missile. Rocket butt. Um, we uh, ended up winning the fight and uh, went out the path that the boss is blocking. This is a path out of the Mount Nibble time and into an open space. Uh, what did we find at this point? Mostly just the world map. But as we journeyed further, we saw a town in the distance. Cloud put on his looking goggles, and uh, not only did we see a town, we saw a oddly shaped town with yeah. uh, some sort of lean structure in the background. Hey, Chris. Welcome to this town. What's that? Is that a rocket? Is it space? Space program! <laughs> yeah! And, and who was part of that? Palmer! Palmer. <laughs> Rusty old rocket. Wonder why they made something so huge. Cloud, stop talking about my penis. <laughs> It is a rusty old rocket. <laughs>
The first place I went into was the inn. We talked to the innkeeper uh, and we find out that we're looking for a guy called the captain. That's the Mona Lisa right there. Sure is. Another reference to uh, real world. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Is it real or fake? (laughs) Fucking, yeah, like Cloud knows art. (laughs) Cloud is artiste. Look at this Shanghai inn. Oh, Shanghai. Hmm. That's also a real place. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on here? Well, the Mona Lisa's in Shanghai. That's what's going on here, Chris. Did you meet the captain already? He's really the town's representative, so you should really talk with him. The captain is a former Shinra uh, member of the space program. Um, everyone in town knows him. We talked to multiple people across the town. They all say that they used to be you know, part of the space program for Shinra until something happened and Shinra abandoned the space program. And that structure that we saw leaning uh, outside of the town is actually uh, Shinra rocket number 26, which was supposed to be the manned mission to the moon that uh, Sid was supposed to, or sorry, whoa, that the captain was supposed to lead. Um, so we investigate the town a little bit more. Item shop, weapon shop, some houses. Let me in. I'm in here. <laughs> Look, you can see him shaking his head sitting on the toilet. We've all been there. I mean, <laughs> he might be the most relatable character. Honestly, I'm there right now. <laughs> mm. A comedian. Oh, fuck. Here it's we go. my job to make people laugh all over the world. Try me. Hmm, let's see. Do I know any good jokes? Knock, knock. It's my job. Okay, he knows nothing. You can suck. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. I don't know what's going on with this guy sitting on his couch shaking his head, but same. I'm so bored. Isn't that anything that can excite me? Hello, my name's Cloud. <laughs> what? Basically, everyone's just kind of pushing you towards this one area, just uh, an empty house. Go through the house and into the backyard, and we get a pink plane, and it's cool as shit. There's a Shinra logo on it. Tiny Bronco. This is cool. Hold me closer, Tiny Bronco. Let's take it, okay, Cloud? Fucking what? (laughs) Fucking what? Uh, may I help you? Oh, my girl Aerith here was just gonna fucking steal your goddamn airplane. As we're admiring this plane that Aerith is very tempted to steal, a woman in a lab coat comes outside and she's like, uh, hey, the fuck you doing in my backyard? And we're like, sup? Wasn't going to take this. Wasn't going to take this. I'm Cloud. And she's like, oh, you're not with uh, the Shinra? We were waiting for Rufus. He's supposed to come and meet us and tell us, you know, about the future of the space program. I'm Shira, by the way. And she's like, you should go talk to the captain. He's always in the rocket. Pretty direct marching orders at that point. So we run up to the rocket and, uh... Go inside and see a character that I actually fucking know and is familiar to me, which was very exciting. Sid. <gasps> is that? I think I know who that is, Chris. You might. Is that Sid? What are you guys doing here? We heard the captain was here. The captain. I'm the captain. Oh, this is excellent music. Yeah. Sid. I know this character. Thank you, Kingdom Hearts. Tell me about this rocket. Wow, not bad for a kid. All right, then I'll explain it to you. You know Shinra developed a lot of technological gadgets during the meaningless war, right? Now it's a Mako company, but in the old days it was a weapons manufacturer. Ooh, good, good. Good, good. Well, I came up with a rocket engine. There was so much excitement about the thought of going into outer space, our dreams got bigger and bigger. They put a major budget into it and made a prototype after prototype. Finally, they completed Shinra number 26. They chose the best pilot in Shinra. No, in the world. Me. I mean, come on. 
And finally, we get to the day of the launch. Everything was going well, but because of that dumbass Shira, oh boy, the launch got messed up. That's why they became so anal. And so Shinra nixed their outer space exploration program. My dream was just a financial number for them. Look at this rusted rocket. I was supposed to be the first man in space with this. Every day it tilts a little bit more. At this rate, I don't know which will be first, this thing falling over or me getting out of here. My last hope is to talk to the president. He is a salty old asshole. He blames his entire life, basically, at this point on Shira. Basically. Yeah. At that point, we headed back to Shira uh, and I'm talking to her when Sid busts down the door and he just starts berating this poor woman about not making us tea. Did the captain say anything? He said you were a dumbass. Mm. <laughs> nope. Oh. Fuck, Shira, are you, what, are you blind? We got guests, get some tea! Fuck! <laughs> what a nightmare! Really, don't mind us. Sh Shut up! Sit down in those chairs and drink your goddamn tea! Ah, damn, I'm pissed! Sh sure, I'll be in the backyard tuning up Tiny Bronco! Make sure to serve them some tea, alright? Are you okay? Yeah. Hello? I'm good. And we're like, Hey, Shira, like, the fuck? How do you let him, why do you let him treat you like that? And she's like, well, let me tell you about all of our things that happened in the past. And then if you've ever listened to our podcasts before, you know, at this point, we get what we call that good, good. Oh, good, good. Hey, get your ass in gear. You work like a snail. Even the moon get tired of waiting around for your ass. Christ. I'm sorry. Don't take so much time checking that fucking oxygen tank. Shira, being careful is good, but no matter how many times you check that oxygen tank, it won't matter. That thing won't break even if hell froze over. Oh boy. <laughs> Wonder what could have possibly gone wrong. Uh, but? No buts. You're not stupid, so be more efficient. I'm sorry. Hey, look, other people. Captain, our dreams are finally coming true. We are so proud to be a part of the launch of Shinra number 26. Preparations are complete. All that's left is liftoff. Yeah, leave it all to me. I'll be back in a few. All right, Captain, fly our dreams into outer space. Thanks, guys. So we get a flashback of um, the launch day of uh, Rocket 26 and what was supposed to be the first mission to space uh, with Sid as the captain and seemingly alone. I don't know if Shira was actually supposed to go with him. But uh, Sid rolls into the lower engine room of the rocket and just starts screaming at Shira even then. So he was always like this, even before the you know events that transpire at, at this point. So we uh, watch as Sid makes his way up to the cockpit of the rocket and prepares to lift off. And he gets a warning that there's still a life form in the engine room. And he's like, what the fuck? Whoever's in there is going to get roasted. And he goes, who's there? And it's like, Shira, it's just me checking the oxygen tank. So he's like, God damn it. Hey, goddammit! Who the fuck's still in there? It's Shira, Captain. Don't mind me. Go ahead with the launch. Shira, what are you still doing in there? I was still concerned. The results of the oxygen tank test wasn't satisfactory. You're gonna be burnt to a crisp! You're gonna die! You know that, don't you? I don't mind. Jesus Christ! If I can just fix this, the launch will be a success. I'm almost done. Almost done? You're gonna die! Sid, we must start the countdown. We won't make it if we don't. Starting engine. Hey, wait a minute, Shira's still in here! What are you gonna do, Sid? If we cancel now, it'll be another six months until the next launch. God damn it, Shira! You wanna make me a murderer? 
Captain. Sure. Tank number seven check is complete. Once I complete tank number eight, it's all clear. Come on, Shira, hurry up. You're gonna die. 30 seconds until ignition. Beginning countdown. Oh boy, I don't like countdowns. What am I, what am I supposed to do? 15 seconds until ignition. Internal temperature rising. Oh man, the moon, outer space, my dreams. Ignite engine. Shit! And rather than letting her roast, he throws away his dreams, he throws away everything for Shinra, and hits the abort button on the mission. The rocket takes off, makes it maybe 10 feet in the air, and then crashes down and starts tilting, and that's where it's left. And at this point, we get the fucking best transition in the game to date, which is the rocket slowly aging up and like covering in moss and rust. It was really cool. That was a great transition. At this point, Sid makes his way back in from the tiny bronco and is like you didn't make him tea yet what the fuck <laughs> my favorite part about that animation is when he sits down he puts his feet up on the table yeah. which is just i can imagine the mud just falling yeah. off of his shoes onto the table that shira probably just polished minutes ago even though she's a scientist and absolutely not his servant definitely how he treats her though which is why again he's exactly like varic and julie anyway yeah totally <sighs> watch it <laughs> um yeah, uh, at this point, we're just chatting uh, with him when we get a visit from a familiar face. They're late. Where's Rufus? Palmer. Palmer! 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 Hey, hey! Long time no see. So, Sid, how you been? Well, if it ain't Fat Man Palmer, how long were you figuring out keeping me waiting? <laughs> so, when's the space program gonna start up again? Hey, hey! I don't know. The president's outside, oh, so why shit. don't you ask him? Just wipe my hands off here before this boss fight. Fuck! Good for nothing, fat fuck! Jesus Christ. Don't say fat! Don't say fat. Just, I, as he violently rocks from side to side. What a treat. Hey, hey, tea! Can I have some too? With plenty of sugar and honey and oh yeah, don't forget the lard too! Mm -mm. Ew. No thanks. Palmer, of all fucking people, walks in and we're talking to him and he's like, President Rufus is outside. And it's like, oh, cool. And they went so overboard with Palmer in the best, worst way. Yeah, they really leaned into him. <laughs> into that whole nonsense. Um, so Sid basically runs out of that room to uh, go talk to President Rufus. Palmer stays behind and is like, don't I know you to Cloud? And you're like, shrug, no, no idea who you are. We totally know. We head outside for a second, uh, see Rufus and Sid talking, and Sid's like, oh, what the fuck do you mean? You were jerking my chain about starting the space program again? And Rufus is like, yeah, no, we're just here because I'm taking the tiny Bronco. We're, we're following Sephiroth and... Uh, we were going the wrong way, so we need your plane. We have to go across the ocean, so there's that. Shira comes out and she's like, Hey, Cloud, um, can you come here for a second? I think Palmer's going to take the plane if you want to go chat to him. So we decide to go out back and we see uh, Palmer trying to prep the tiny Bronco for takeoff. Hmm, why do I have to do this? I'm the head of the space program. I'm going to beat Palmer up and take it. <laughs> we'll be taking the tiny Bronco. I've seen you somewhere before. I know the Shinra building when the president was killed. Ooh! 
Security! Am I fighting Palmer? Oh, you poor bastard. Palmer might be my favorite character in this whole game. I'm gonna set, I'm gonna set him on fire. Slap that ass. <laughs> Slap that ass. Why are you like this? What? Oh my god! That's why I was saying that. Oh, I thought you were Did just you miss a psychopath. That? No, I was just saying because he had just done that. <laughs> why are you Palmer in real life? Excuse me? Is he okay? Did he just... <gasps> Did Palmer just get hit by a truck? Palmer runs away from the battle after spanking his ass at us. And what happens to Palmer, Chris? He gets hit by a fucking truck. He gets hit by a fucking Shinra truck. I don't know if you saw the huge Shinra logo on the side. Sure did. Do we know if he's okay? We have no idea because we steal the plane and fucking take off. It's up in the air. Aerith just jumps up on the plane. She's like, let's go. And uh, we have Cloud on one wing, Kate Seth on the tail, and then Aerith on the other wing. Aerith just hanging onto <laughs> the wing is my favorite thing. Who's driving this thing? I'm not sure there's anyone driving it. What a nightmare. What a treat. <laughs> Sid, run, 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 run. Jump, 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 jump. <laughs> you ready to fly across the seven seas with me? Hell yeah. Fuck, tail's been hit. Emergency landing. This is gonna be a big splash. Hold on to your drawers and don't piss in them. As we're watching uh, the Shinra guard shooting up at the plane and Rufus just staring like, the fuck? Um, Sid starts just running. He knows and, what's going on. Yeah, right. he's like, I'm ready. Let's go. He just starts booking it, manages to snag onto the tail and climb his way up on board as well. The tail gets hit, is damaged. The plane crashes in the ocean, and uh, we get a little bit of a, an aside at this point. We have Kate Seth, Aerith, The Cloud, dream team, I believe you called it. The dream team of Kate Seth, Aerith, and Cloud, and Sid on this uh, wreckage of a ship. And uh, Sid's like, Plane's not gonna fly no more. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> and Cloud's like, can we use it as a boat? And so it's like, do whatever the fuck you want with it. I don't care. Uh, we talked to him a little bit about like his plans, and he's like, well, Shinra's done with me at this point because I fucking did this. He's like, so guess I'm gonna come hang out with you guys. Uh, Rufus told me that Sephiroth was heading to the Temple of the Ancients. So if you guys needed to go that way, and Cloud's like. Where's the Temple of the Ancients? And <laughs> it's like, I don't know, but they said they were going the wrong way. So I guess it's this way without a gesture. So we have no idea really where to go at this point. So join us next time where we go this way. Yeah. So at, we decided to head this way. We uh, at that point, take control of the boat, learn how to steer it and land it on a shore just to uh, to save the game and end it there. Chris, how are you feeling about today's episode? Pretty good. I got a couple questions for you. Is there anything you want to go over before I hit you with them? No, hit me with them. What's going on with the reunion and all these black cloaked figures? My thought with the black cloaked figures was that they were different parts of Sephiroth's soul split out into multiple figures and that mm. the reunion is them all, all the clones of Sephiroth and Sephiroth himself coming back together okay. um, and kind of reuniting as one entity. One spirit. One dark lord, if you will. <laughs> yes. One one spirit within. So I guess uh, coming off right of that, what do you what's going on with the Genova at this point? <sighs> Cause you fought her once. Fought her once, but we haven't heard from her or Se you know, we've heard from Sephiroth once more since then. We've seen the the clones of Sephiroth, but we don't know anything else about Genova at this point. So I'd still where I was last time with why the fuck am I fighting her arms? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't... I need more Genova. That's what I need. Um, 
I need more good good. I feel like I've been lacking some good good lately. Yeah. Nibbleheim gave me a little kiss of good good, but I need more good good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we're heading to the Temple of the Ancients next. You want to talk to me about that? What's I mean, going on with that? What's up with the Temple of the Ancients? <laughs> Seemingly, that would be, uh, I would assume, if that's safe to safe to make an assumption without making an ass out of you and me. Please don't. Um, I do that plenty well myself. Oh, Thank you. Same. Hard same. Um, I would assume that it's uh, some sort of Cetra relic, right? So it's it's where the ancient people worshipped, probably. Mm-hmm. It's either that or it's a monument to the Cetra. So my guess, though, is if Sephiroth is heading there, it's probably a, a leftover ancient relic and that there's something that he's looking for there. So we know that Scarlet and seemingly all of uh, Shinra is searching for big materia. Sephiroth is also searching for something, and we're just searching for Sephiroth. Yep. So, and Rufus is going after Sephiroth. And Rufus is also searching for Sephiroth. So it seems like there's a lot happening right now in terms of looking. Yeah. Everyone's just looking. So what is Sephiroth's goal, would you say? See, Sephiroth, Sephiroth has Genova, as far as we know. At least her head, probably. And her arm <laughs> once. No. Didn't Barrett say where's its fucking head? before Sephiroth took Genova from the tank. It's true. So my thought would be that Sephiroth is looking for Genova's head. Mm. We had an episode, listeners, if you didn't know, called Where It's It's Fucking Head. Go check that one out. Good one. They're all good. <laughs> I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> um, We'd like to take this time to plug the First Encounter podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much to the First Encounter podcast for sponsoring the First Encounter podcast. <laughs> um, Man, yeah, I think Sephiroth's searching for Genova's head. I think Scarlet and Heidegger's organizations, so the Turks, by extension, are searching for big materia. Shinra is searching for Sephiroth. We are searching for Sephiroth and also finding Shinra along the way. I don't think we care if we find them or not. They're basically Team Rocket. Yeah, 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 100%. Rufus and Palmer are Jesse and James. Changed my mind. How about that? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think I believe that Sephiroth is searching for Genova's head. I'll, I'll leave it there. Okay. Yeah, I think... Other than that, it's really all I got today. You got some good stuff coming up. I'm real excited. If so, you're looking for good, good, I think you're going to get it. Give me that good, good. I'm real excited. Uh, we are basically just uh, on some land trying to find the Temple of the Ancients. Hopefully it's the right land. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to the First Encounter podcast. And with that, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the First Encounter podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please go leave us an Apple review. They make a huge difference and we would really appreciate it. Additionally, you can find all of our past episodes and how to connect with us on firstencounterpodcast.com. Please come say hi. Join us next time and we'll save after we hand over the keystone for safekeeping right outside Coral. Thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time.